Whoa, you're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcast Matrix. What is the podcastmatrix.com? Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long-running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of my big fat pull list. I am Mr. X. From across the table, I've got Smurfy. And calling in from the coast, we have Pistol Danger. This is an observe and report episode. So what are we observing and reporting today, Pistol? The Spectacular Spider-Man Seasons 1 and 2. Actually, it's only two seasons. Two seasons of a show. I'm excited to hear about it. Great, because you're going to hear about a little bit of it. Because I want you to go watch it. Spider-Man has come and gone in many different mediums throughout his years. But today I wanted to look back at the uh, the small screen and a masterful series called The Spectacular Spider-Man. In 2007, Sony and Kids WB announced a fresh take on the Spider-Man series. You can't see me do air quotes, but assured it was there. It was produced by Culver Entertainment and Adelaide Productions, produced by Victor Cook and Greg Wiseman. Uh, They would go on to do great things, and Greg Wiseman did great things beforehand. Under their direction, the show followed what they called the five C's. It was contemporary, it was cohesive, it was coherent, it stayed true to classic, and it tried to stay iconic. Yes, I see it. No, shut up. Meaning, they took a look at past comics and cleaned up a lot of the messier parts. And as a Spider-Man enthusiast, believe me, there are a lot of messy parts of Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Greg Wiseman said that he studied all the characters and found what he called their core essences and took all the best qualities from different sources to combine into the characters that would appear on the show. Was he right in doing so? Was the fact the show only lasted for two seasons proof of failure? I don't know. Let's talk about it. I can't believe I missed a Spider-Man cartoon, to be honest. I didn't even know this existed. I kept thinking you were referring to the one back in like early 90s that aired around X-Men, when the X-Men cartoon oh, aired. Spider-Man from the 90s? Yeah, like the early no, 90s, right. So I was the animated series. I was way lost. I was yeah. like, oh, there's a newer one, not from MTV. Got it. No. Before the MTV one, there was Spider-Man in space. There was <laughs> well, yeah, that there's, unlimited, there's, there's yeah. There's plenty of them. Wow. There's been a lot of Spider-Man TV shows. There are currently probably one going on, maybe two, like one's wrapping up and one's taking over. But this, to me, is the best one. This is probably... It's unfair to compare it to movies because it gets more time to breathe and let characters establish themselves. Right. By that, I mean, you know, the first, uh, the first each season is only 13 episodes, so it's only 26 episodes in total. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it breaks my heart that it's so little because so much was planned for it. But let's uh, let's jump right in. Unless you guys have any out the gate questions. No, why no, it's, I love it's, this so much. Yeah, let's. Why let's I want you two to watch it. I have the DVD Blu-ray, and I can loan it to you. And I'll get into where else you can find this in a minute. 
so season one has a lot to uh, to set up because, as we all know, Spider Man has a very rich world that he's built just for him, not even including any of the other superheroes that also happen to live and superhero in New York. Spider Man has an extensive cast of characters, and even so much as the city of New York, I would say, is more of a character in Spider Man's mythos than. Any other mythos? Okay. Okay. Um, any other any other guy or team or whoever, the city could be kind of interchangeable. You know what I mean? Like the X Men could be in Worcester, but they also you know, they could be anywhere. Same with the Avengers. But Spider Man season one throws a lot at us right out the gate. In the first episode alone, Peter Parker has been Spider Man for what amounts to be a little bit more than a summer vacation. He's only been fighting petty thugs, and it's been pretty great for him because, well, what petty thug can stand up to the spectacular Spider-Man? The episode introduces an enormous amount of characters in a short amount of time, but it does it so well. In the beginning, the show introduces us to Flint Marco, Alex O'Hearn, Hammerhead, the big man, a mysterious crime boss who we'll later, we'll later meet, the enforcers, Fancy Dan, Montana, and... Bull? No, Ox. that's not right. Ox, thank you. You're welcome. Aunt May, Dr. Octavius, Adrian Toons, Norman Osborn, Harry Osborn, Gwen Stacy, Flash Thompson, and a lot of his crew, um, some of which are just from different sources, like Kenny Kong is in there from Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it introduces Liz Allen, Dr. Connors and his family, Eddie Brock, and J. Jonah Jameson and the Daily Bugle staff. And an unnamed character in there, but is given credit name and credit, is uh, Officer John DeWolf, and this is She'll all in the later. this is all in the first episode, episode. Yep. of this cartoon. Yep. Okay, so at um, the very beginning of the list of of characters that were introduced, you said Flint Marco, who we all know, yep. well, all Spider Man fans know, is Sandman. Was he Sandman at the time in this first episode? Nope. No, a lot of the major supervillains. Again, there are no supervillains right now. Peter has just been fighting, or Peter's just been Spider-Man a year, so really no supervillain has, has been created. And it kind of kind of gives you that reason for supervillain, because I'm just going to kind of spoil the load here. Flint Marco does become the Sandman. Alex O'Hearn does become the Rhino. The Big Man is kind of their illusion to make you think it's going to be Wilson Fisk the Kingpin. Unfortunately, I don't think they had the rights to, or just didn't want to use him right out the gate. Yeah. So the Big Man is L. Thompson Lincoln. A lot of people would also know him under the name of Tombstone. Tombstone. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Okay. A very I mean, underused Montana. Marvel villain. Super underused. I agree. What they did, I think, was really nice, is that you meet a lot of these characters before that they become the Sandmans or the Rhinos. You meet Mysterio and Tinkerer as sidekicks to the Chameleon, who will show up later in the season. Oh, okay. Because the Chameleon uses the distraction technique of Mysterio and the Tinkerer's ability and the Tinkerer's machines to later pose as Spider-Man. And hmm. he's able to get away with it because those two help him. So basically the show starts actually with a small introduction of three villains. I'll just, I'll just get this out of the way and then you can watch the rest to see how everybody else is brought into it. Uh, the show starts actually with Spider-Man swinging around talking about how great it is and then it cuts to Otto Octavius and Adrian Toomes having an argument where Adrian Toomes is blaming Otto for Osborne stealing what will later become the vulture tech for himself 
and discrediting tombs. And Octavius, who's very manipulatable at the very early onset, apologizes to him. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know he would do this. Like, this isn't light. And then before they can get any further, Norman Osborn, who might be the best character of this show, mm, okay. just bursts in and says, don't you dare apologize, Otto. I never do. And that'll be a running staple of Norman Osborn. He'll never apologize for anything. And it's terrific. And that's just how they introduce them, and that gives Adrian Toomes a reason to hate Norman Osborn. Now, the reason for supervillains is because the big man wants someone to fight Spider-Man. And ah. obviously, petty thugs can't do the job. And let me specify when I say he wants them to fight Spider-Man. I didn't say beats, kill, you know, disfigure, anything. He just wants them to fight Spider-Man so Spider-Man can't also go after the rest of his crew. Ah, like a distraction. So, I got you. Yeah, it's beautiful. It also introduces a lot of staples of the, of the Spider-Man comics. Uh, the Parker luck, for one. Norman's disapproval of Harry. Flash's love of Spider-Man. Some things it does is it changes a little bit are uh, Eddie and Peter share a backstory out the gates where both Peter and, and uh, Eddie's family die in a plane crash together. So they've been kind of brothers since the beginning. Hmm. Interesting. That's, and, a, that's uh, a new twist. Yeah, it, it takes a new twist on them, a little bit different on Gwen. But man, does it establish itself. Uh, I won't tell you how the first season ends because I, it, it, it kind of is a great cliffhanger, which sets perfectly into season two, which more or less picks up where season one left off. But now characters like Quentin Beck are, become Mysterio. Tinkerer shows up. There's a three-way gang that breaks out uh, between the Master Planners crew, Tombstone's crime syndicate, and Silvermane's old guard. A lot of people will know who Silvermane is. And that's a really exciting little bit. Well, that's some classic um, Spider-Man right there. Silvermane, Silvermane is right up there with Wilson Fisk as a crime boss in oh, the yeah. classic uh, Spider-Man more, comics. Yeah, more characters show up. like, And they feel right. They feel in place. Like, nothing, like, it's like they said in their five C's. It's cohesive. It's coherent. Molten Man shows up, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, season two ends on a huge cliffhanger, which, again, I won't spoil because I really want you guys and more so our audience to, to watch this, to appreciate it. As of September 1st, 2009, the rights to Spider-Man went back to Marvel, and it was kind of up in the air whether or not we would get a season three. Spoiler alert, as I have already said, there are only two seasons. The reason for that is because, well, it got sold back to Marvel, who was then subsequently bought out by Disney almost right after the fact or during the fact. But during that, Sony opted to keep all of the ownership of Spectacular Spider-Man and everything created for it, all its art, all the names so they could sell it, and everything. So we never got a season three, nor will we ever get a season three. There'll be no, like, Marvel starting their online streaming thing. There can, no matter how much of a fan demand there is for this, and I think there's a fair one. Uh, it's not quite as underground of a hit, but it kind of is. They'll never be this because Sony still owns the rights to Spectacular Spider-Man, which breaks my heart because they didn't even have the decency to tell Wiseman or Cook. Uh, the way everyone on Spectacular Spider-Man found out the show was canceled was because a year later, on April 13th, 2010, Disney announced a brand 
Spider-Man show based off the Ultimate Comics. And that but technically wasn't grew. based off of the Ultimate Comics. We're talking about Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, that's what they said it would be. Right. I, 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 I'm, I'm saying they said one thing and it was a lie because I've seen yeah. that show yeah, it's not. and it's nothing nope. like the Ultimate yeah, Comic it, Books. It, 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 it carries no charm and doesn't even have Spider-Man having flashcards of insults to Kingpin. Correct. But that's like that's what I'm saying they announced. The new, brand new Spider-Man because everybody loves Ultimate Spider-Man, so why not just say we're going to base it off that? Regardless, Dick move by Disney as a way to find out your show's been canceled. However, Greg Wiseman, never the one to let the fans down, let you know that season three had characters slated to appear like Hobgoblin, Hydro Man, Scorpion, and Carnage. Uh, they also had cast a voice for um, Harry Osborne's mother, and I can't think of the name of the woman who they cast for it because uh, she shows up in the show, but she never says anything. So she's kind of weird. It's, it's kind of creepy how they have it. She's kind of, she is not aware of her surroundings, it seems, but she is cognizant of what's going on, if that makes sense. There were plans to do in-between season movies and storylines coming to an end around season six, I think they said, and a DVD sequel dealing with Peter's college years and his marriage eventual to Mary Jane. So they had a plan. Yeah, well, that's the na that's the nature of the business, though. Yeah, you know things are things are bought and sold constantly, but but it, I mean, it is sad to know that there was such a a grand plan for the show and it all got cut short. But that's not the point. What I want to know, as a Spider-Man fan yourself, I mm -hmm. know you're talking about this show, you you're championing this show. Yes. Do the villains live up to their? comic book counterparts yes one of the big things is the green goblin will eventually show up and he is terrific and how they handle him uh with the osborne correlation uh, is beautiful uh, yes the, the short answer is absolutely yes the longer <laughs> answer would detail too many spoilers that i don't want that i want you and the fans to watch and see venom makes sense as to why he does show up because Sure enough, John Jameson himself shows up to go up to space and bring uh -huh. the symbiote back. No weird, like, oh, he was just created in a lab to cure cancer. He is from space. Nice, nice, and, okay. And Eddie Brock's motivations for why he dislikes Peter become very apparent through this, the course of the first season. And it makes sense. Like, if you're watching this, again, it's cohesive, it's coherent. Like, if every character's motivation makes sense, you're never like, well, wait a minute. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like one day they're a good guy, one they're a bad guy. Like, Black Cat shows up, and she makes perfect sense as to why she does what she does and eventually why she will help Spider-Man clear his name. Does the Sinister yeah. Six appear? Yes. Like, as, as, a, as a unit fighting Mr. Spider-Man? Yes. You know what? Here, here's one I'll give you. Shocker. What are some big characteristics of the Shocker other than the suits? That he always gets beat by Spider-Man. Uh, like, are you mean like his gauntlets that shoot electricity? No, like basically the character. There's nothing there, right? Right. Okay. And this is a big thing that he, that Greg Wiseman pointed out. So what they did was because the Enforcers failed so badly, the Enforcer leader promised that he would take care of Spider-Man. So how did they do that? Tombstone gave him the Shocker gear. So now 
the Shocker has actual motivation, a backstory as to why he wants to go after Spider-Man, and it, it, like, it flows so well. It makes uh, so much sense. Okay. okay. They put meaning behind the characters. There's, there's not there. They're not like, hey, we need a bad guy. Here's a bad guy. Go fight Spider-Man. They're like, this guy has a purpose. He has a point, and there's a reason why he's here. Yes. That's awesome. It's literally two seasons of, of fantastic Spider-Man storytelling because they, they used hindsight. They said, well, what worked and what didn't work? Okay. Well, how can we change it so that what didn't work does work? Okay. And if they couldn't find something that would work, well, then they'd cut them out. And I appreciate that. I don't believe the Clone Saga was ever discussed in here, but maybe it would have come up. Doubt it. But, um, you know. Well, anybody so, who read Spider-Man back in the 90s knows how infamous the Clone Saga was and still is to this date. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Although I do um, have to say, in the Ultimate Comic Books, when Brian Michael Bendis did his version of good. the Clone he Saga... He up a considerable amount. Yeah, it was, it was It was actually a good read. Hmm. Okay. He, he took messed up continuity and he made it make not only make sense but then also offered a whole bunch of interesting new takes on uh old characters like he introduces spider woman oh yeah or spider girl depending on how you want to say it but it's a female clone of peter parker i remember that i remember that now yep and she goes by jessica drew oh yeah 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 it's all come back to me but of course that has nothing to do with the spectacular spider-man and and to talk about other features of it the Animation is simplified, but not to an ugly extent because they wanted to, how did they put it? They wanted to put fluidity over design so that when things are happening, they can happen, if that makes sense. I don't think, I'm not selling that as well as I should, but basically like the designs are more simplified so that there can be more action and less reuse of screenshots in an animated format. If you've ever watched the Spider-Man animated or 90s X-Men animated, you'll know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just know simplified, beautiful designs. We'll make sure that we put up photos and, and, and snippets from the show on our social yeah. media presence on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, and I will say the art is a bit different, which I which at first was a bit off-putting, but later I now kind of appreciate it because it's different and stands out. The theme song, at first I hated, and now I love it. There's so much good, and the voice acting is fantastic in it. I just can't sing enough praises about this show that people should watch. Like, we'll never get a third season, but God, if we could. Well, I'm kind of disappointed that there's not going to be a third season because I, I you've already sold me. Your observe and report has sold me. I, I want to watch this show, even though I know that it, it, it will not have a satisfactory ending. Yes, unfortunately, it, it, it does not. But what about you, the listener at home? Are you interested in this? And if so, where can you find it? You can find it on all major video players like YouTube and Amazon. There is a two-pack Blu-ray that you can find on Amazon.com, and you can purchase it that way. That's how I did it, and that's how I recommend you do it as well, because you get everything you want right at the touch of your fingertips. Well, we'll make sure that we put links to all the different places that you can either buy and or watch spectacular spider-man in the show notes for this episode over on our website over at mybigfatpulllist.com that brings up a good question call to the audience what are your thoughts on spectacular spider-man if you've watched it tell us about it if not are you going to after uh pistols 
very detailed observe and report. I don't think you oversold it, but I don't think you undersold it either. You you, you hit it right on the uh, you hit the nail right on the head. I will definitely be watching it. Smurfy, what about you? Yeah, I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna buy it. You're gonna buy it. I'm You're just gonna, gonna buy it. Just Amazon. Buy it. Amazon.com. I got Prime. It's cool. Prime. Oh, two day mm-hmm. shipping. That's right. I love that two day shipping. Have it by Saturday. Oh, yes. Well, until next time, folks, when we observe and report something else comic book geek pop culture related, I'm one of your hosts, Mr. X. I'm Smurfy. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Pistol Danger. And we'll see you next time. That's our show, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe on the podcast listening app of your choice. What he means is download and subscribe on every app possible. Have comments, questions, suggestions for future shows? Reach out to us at our website at mybigfatpulllist.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, keep your web fluid sticky. Your batarangs sharp. Ouch. And your space guns charge. That's not a space gun. That's Megatron. How long does it take to plug in headphones? Can you hear me better now? Uh, yes, I would like to order a cheese and sausage with extra pepperoni, please. Too, too early for flapjacks? Can you hear me now? Great, I'm low. Hey there. Okay, I just want to... Yeah, I'm there. Can you hear me? Yeah. A little bit more is what I can give you. I don't know how much more you want, but I'm willing to give you everything you want. And then okay. a little bit more, yeah, well, or, got, or what well, you don't want, really. Sure, we got you. You sounded yeah. better right, before. In a sealed room. My cats can't even get to me, which is a lie, because they're not open doors. There, there's your Easter egg. Yeah.